This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America. With your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez. Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. Right here, 17 miles away from Madison Square Garden, New York City, and Yonmi Park, right? So Yonmi Park is going to be joining us in the next segment. She defected from North Korea. But for a moment, I want to take a moment and think about that for a second. What is it like to defect from a communist country, a country where... There's very little television, and the little bit that you get is totally controlled by the government, totally state-run media. Or imagine a life where you try to leave and only to find out that you're going to be sex trafficked and raped and abused and sold into sex slavery before you can move on your journey. Well, that's the story that she had. And it makes me think, you know, that is the price that people are willing to pay to come to the United States, to become educated in the United States, to pursue liberty, you know, uh, life and uh, all of these excellent premises and promises and ideas and and goals, right? These were the goals of the founders to create, uh, you know, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness in in this experiment known as America. It's a fascinating concept to me because I complain, you know, if I have to go around the block more than once to find parking sometimes. And I know so many of us are spoiled that way. But just to think of what people who, who live under real oppression will go through. And I'm um, really looking forward to you hearing a little bit uh, from her and uh, about her book when, um, when she joins us. I also wanted to talk about how there, there's not just um, a handful of people, but there, there are plenty that have left. And not everybody can leave North Korea. But when you meet someone that has been able to defect from North Korea, you have to just take a moment and soak it in. It's kind of like I do with my buddy who, um, who, who escaped from Cuba on a jet ski, right, um, with several people. I mean, it's a remarkable story. He's the guy who owns the restaurant where I get my coffee every morning. And, and this guy was in the, um, there was five people on this jet ski. Now you figure, how do you put five people on there? Well, they, they have inner tubes that they would blow up and attach to the jet ski on the sides so that, you know, there would be one or two people uh, on, or maybe three on, on the actual jet ski and then two people on the sides on these tubes. It's a very dangerous trek. And whether you're coming from from one communist country or another, it's a dangerous trek. And nobody wants to uh, lose their life along the way, but people are always willing to lose, uh, to, to risk losing their life for an opportunity to improve, for an opportunity to do... Um, for a shot, I should say, a shot at the title, right? A shot at the American dream. So we're going to get into that. I also wanted to um, 
remind you guys that we have our late night show. If you're not listening to the late night show, please do me a favor and listen to the show, right? If you're in New York, we're on 1230 WFAS. Uh, If you're in uh, Los Angeles area, we're on KVTI and uh, we're on about 300 stations all across the country. And I'm always looking forward for you uh, to your listenership. I'm always looking forward to your phone calls as well. I would love it if you could call in because it's a it's a call in show and an interview program. And on this podcast, I typically keep it just commentary and my thoughts on what's going on. But every now and again, there is a guest that comes on the radio show at night. Rich Valdez, America at Night. By the way, check out the website, Rich Valdez, America at Night dot com. Rich Valdez, America at Night dot com. You can get everything there. The podcast, archived episodes, you name it. You can check it out there. But there are oftentimes um, these standout guests, and they're all terrific. But I feel like, you know what, I've got to put this one into the podcast so that you guys can hear it. Because let me tell you, I think these are just remarkable stories. And uh, this is one of those stories. Now, I promise on the next one, uh, I'll do a lot of commentary because there is a, a report coming out from the Wall Street Journal on how Instagram helps facilitate pedophile rings and the sale of child pornography and child sex uh, as a whole, like actual prostitution. So we're going to get into that, how uh, the Wall Street Journal and um, some researchers blew the lid off of that. We'll do that on the next podcast following this one. But straight ahead, Yonmi Park. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The Stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find oh. it really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's yeah, safe. I can't wait. This is I'm excited. Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Hi there. Sorry for the interruption, but are you enjoying this show on Google Podcasts? You should know that the Google Podcasts app is going away this spring. That's right. Going away, gone, as in no longer available. You can still enjoy this show elsewhere, though. Try out Spotify or Amazon Music, or maybe TuneIn is more your style. Whatever app you switch to. Be sure to follow so you never miss the next episode. And thanks for listening wherever you listen. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. It's Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Make sure you give me a follow on the social media. I really appreciate that. And make sure you check out the nighttime radio show. And one of the interviews that we recently did uh, was with Yeonmi Park. Now, Yeonmi Park uh, defected from North Korea. She's a young woman and uh, she's, she's become an activist. She's fled from North Korea to China back in 2007 and eventually settled in the United States. But it was a very long road for her. And uh, she, she tells the story like no one else can. Yeonmi Park, welcome. Uh, she's the author of While Time Remains, a North Korean defector's search for freedom in America, her new book. Make sure you check that out. Yeonmi Park, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. So uh, let's first, I guess, maybe help everybody understand your story. If you could give us a little bit of a biographical sketch 
of, you know, how old you were at the time of, uh, you know, what it was like growing up and then what it was like to eventually leave? Yeah, I was born in North Korea in the 90s. And when I was growing up in North Korea, we had this man-made famine by the regime. And millions of people died. So growing up in North Korea, my daily life was really surviving. I ate grasshoppers, dragonflies, you know, eat bugs and insects, plants to survive. And eventually, uh, when I was uh, 13 years old, I couldn't any find any food. But in at school, I never learned about the world, and I never seen the map of the world. Only thing that I heard about the outside world was that there is like American bastards, which it was one word, that were like cold-blooded reptiles. They would eat North Koreans and kill us. Wow. And then I, I've never even seen a map of the world. And luckily, I was living in the border town of North Korea, and at nighttime, I was able to see these lights coming from China, electricity lights. And that's why I thought if I go where the lights were, I maybe find a bowl of rice. And that led me to escape from North Korea when I was 13 years old in 2007. Wow. So uh, when you um, were able to, to get away, what was that, that journey like? Uh, as soon as I escaped to China, First thing that I witnessed was my mother being raped. And I don't think people know about this, but China had a one-child policy until recently. Mm -hmm. And because of this policy, uh, they aborted a lot of girls and they chose sons, especially in China. And now there are 33 million Chinese men cannot find wives. There are not just enough women to go by to these men. So they buy North Korean girls as sex slaves and they sell us like livestock. So they sold my mother for $65 in the 21st century and they sold me just over $200 because I was 13 and child virgin. Wow. And how long did you have that experience in China? Yeah, so I was enslaved by this man uh, for two years and after two years I met Christian missionaries from South Korea and they told me how to get out of China they told me that I could go I could be free if I go to South Korea which meant that I had to walk across the frozen Gobi Desert into Mongolia from China at night And when I was 15 years old, I crossed the Gobi Desert into Mongolia by foot. And then from there, I was sent to South Korea in 2009. Wow. And so getting to South Korea, so this is quite a journey. And you get to South Korea and tell me, uh, what was it like there? Did you stay there for a long time or uh, did you quickly try to make your way to the United States? I was in South Korea for five years and I did my, I went to university there. Uh, I came to America 2015 and South Korea was shocking to me. It was almost like time traveling, you know, going to different planets. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I've never seen an air conditioner, shower. And not only that in South Korea, they had something called the freedom and human rights. 
And in our school, we don't even have that vocabulary. We don't even know what freedom means. So I had to really learn everything from scratch. Wow. What, what was that process of acclimation like where you get used to, uh, or, you know, getting acclimated with, with this new way of life? How long did that culture shock last for you? I mean, to this day, I still get shocked, you know, um, because it's even like America has more prosperity and more opportunity. But in, initially, those shocks in the beginning where I could not trust ever again in my life because when I got there, the first thing these officials in South Korea told me that everything that I believed about in North Korea was lying. They said that kings are not gods. They are dictators. They don't have power to read my mind. And when I was in North Korea, I was so brainwashed that I thought Kim Jong-il could read my mind. And I was even afraid to think. And then they said, you know, everything was a lie. So I was thinking, like, how do I trust ever again after it? So it took a lot of time and learning to understand what happened to my people and North Korea. All right, we're going to pause quickly right there, folks. Yeonmi Park, check out her book. It's fantastic. You can also follow her on Instagram at Yeonmi Park. uh, Let's see, that's at Y-E-O-N-M-I underscore Park, at Y-E-O-N-M-I underscore Park. More to come straight ahead. Don't move a muscle. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. The 45th president, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. Mr. Call Screener. Yeah. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez. And uh, we're on with our guest, Yeonmi Park. Yeonmi Park is the author of While Time Remains. It's an excellent book. I recommend you get a couple of copies of it. And we're going to continue our discussion. Yeonmi Park, I'd like to pick up where we left off. Yeah, so I came to America in 2015. And then I studied at Columbia University in 2016, January. When I got there, I was really surprised to see that, you know, professors really telling you to hate America. And in North Korea, everything, education is around demonizing America and how horrible free capitalism is. And that sentiment of anti-freedom, anti-capitalism, anti-American is as high as North Korea. And the surprising thing is that in North Korea, if you don't follow the government propaganda, there's a bullet there to shoot you to death. However, in America, that was uh, doing voluntarily by these professors and my classmates. And with a real passion, why they were so privileged from living in a free society and benefit from capitalism themselves. And it's, I know, of course, this cancer culture like North Korea, where the first thing my mom taught me as a young girl was don't even whisper because the birds and mice could hear me. And if I said the one wrong thing in the country, it was not just going to kill me. It was going to kill three to eight generations of my family because one person says one wrong word. And at Columbia, because of this name of safe space, where emotional safety, they somehow understand feelings are the most important thing in the world. Feelings will override the logic and the truth. So if somebody feels oppressed, they are oppressed. And 
it's not the institution where you search for tr- truth and learn how to think for yourself. It is literally you go there and the professors tell you what to believe, tell you what to think. And it's an indoctrination camp like North Korean schools are. And that's when I really saw that the American is in the same trajectory that my North Korea history went through. You know, now, th- this has to be uh, shocking, right? Because you're, you're seeing all the opportunity that America offers and, and you're finally free from all of these horrible things that you've endured. And then you get here and you go to the most prestigious university you can think of. And then you f- find out that the professors are teaching the students to be very similar to what you've escaped from. Um, how, how did that make you feel? I was... <laughs> I was really eventually was I got numbed by them because you know when in North Korea that's the thing also you do you get numbed because you have to mm-hmm. join this group think and if you think for yourself and start their calling and start your bigot and Nazi and racist all of these words and they redefine what racism means they redefine what oppression means they would tell me that I don't understand oppression because I'm a white passing person. And I was literally sold as a sex slave for $20 when I was 13 years old. These people have never gone to bed hungry ever, never seen anybody dying from starvation in their life. And lecturing me and telling me that I cannot possibly understand oppression because of my skin color. And that was so beyond evil to me because in North Korea, we get determined, our status, our caste being determined based on what our ancestors did. If my great-grandfather was a landowner, that means they say my blood is tainted. My genetics is oppressive. And now at Columbia, they say if you are white, you're privileged and you're guilty. You're, you are oppressive to other people. And if you are white, you cannot possibly understand oppression. And that's the thing now they call Asians are new white and telling me that I cannot possibly understand oppression. And dividing people based on their skin color and their ideologies. And in North Korea, like, you know, I was afraid that somebody was watching and reporting on us. And in Colombia, the same thing. We don't know who's gonna go report on us if we say something that was politically incorrect. And they're walking on the eggshell and afraid and afraid to be <laughs> called a racist. So of course the, the punishment was not like North Korea, but the, the tendencies, the tactics were exactly like North Korea. That's uh, it's, it's shocking. And again, folks, we're on with Yeonmi Park. She's the author of While Time Remains, a North Korean defector's search for freedom in America. Uh, Yeonmi, what what uh, from the lessons you've learned and you've seen, you know, the hypocrisy of of the global elites and illustrated by your experiences at, at, at different uh, um organizations and conferences. Um, I see that you've attended TED and uh, Women in the World, Campfire and the Met Gala. T- tell me a little bit about your, your thoughts on those. Yeah, so I came to America not knowing, not having any agenda. I did not even know the word Democrat or Republican. I came here, as I said, I never even seen the map of the world. I came to America and you know, I read about these people, Michelle Obama, Oprah Winfrey, Hillary Clinton, mm. Jeff Bezos, and and they publicly keep saying how they support the women's rights, how they denounce slavery. They keep saying slavery is wrong. 
And I had a great hope. I really believed what this American elite saying in public. So I had a chance to meet Jeff Bezos. He literally flew me on a private jet with Harvey Weinstein right before mm. the Me Too. And Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, all these world leaders and actresses and influencers and business leaders. I got to them. I talked to them about what was happening in China. There are 300,000 North Korean girls right now. Their organs are harvested out of them. They are sold and raped and killed in the 21st century. And none of these people have any problem supporting women who were persecuted by Taliban or ISIS or Boko Haram. But none of these people want to ever want to make a statement or denouncing what China was doing, what CCP was doing. And because they were all having business interests in China. So they say, oh, I'm sorry what you went through, but please don't pay people that you know me, that we know each other. The hypocrisy of these people. They are not standing for justice. That's a, this a scam they're saying. They talk about BLM or gay rights or LGBTQ rights. And they're only fighting for this social justice when it's convenient. But when there's actual injustice, that we are, they actually need our voice. They actually need freedom, free people to give them voice. They do not do that. They are the biggest liars and dividing America this way. Absolutely inspiring. It's a story that really touches the soul. You're a remarkable individual, and I'm so grateful for you being on the program, Yeonmi Park. She's the author of While Time Remains, a North Korean defector's search for freedom in America. Make sure you check out the book. Yeonmi Park, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Folks, don't go anywhere. My wrap-up coming up straight ahead. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. He's brown, he's bald, and he's breaking it down. Oh, he's so handsome. What's his name? Rich Valdez. What an amazing interview with uh, Yeonmi Park. She, I think, was absolutely terrific. I give her so much credit for what she's done. Just imagine going through a harrowing story like that where you leave uh, North Korea for South Korea, then to go to China only to get, you know, just to watch your mom get raped, for you to get sold into sex slavery. I mean, absolutely harrowing story. So much credit to her. Um, She's a real G. She's the definition of a G. And uh, I give her nothing but props, a lot of respect. Now, I also want to uh, just uh, remind you again that on our next episode, make sure you tune in for that one. We're going to discuss the craziness that's going on with uh, the backlash for Pride Month. Apparently, Target's in some drama. We're going to get to the the thick of all of it. And there's also an investigative report from the Wall Street Journal that blows the lid off of how Instagram is helping to facilitate pedophiles and how they sell sex online. Remarkable story that uh, I couldn't even believe. Uh, I can't believe people pretend that they don't know what's going on. There's so much sex trafficking out there, and a lot of it's happening right under our noses. Now, it's June, which means... The National Puerto Rican Day Parade in New York City is coming up, and maybe on the next episode we'll spend a little time talking about my um, chance encounter with my least favorite congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, 
good old AOC, all out crazy, who um, bumped into me or I bumped into her. I went to say hello to her back in 2019 at the Puerto Rican Parade in New York City on Fifth Avenue. And she literally jolted across the street uh, in uh, in an attempt to not speak to me. And again, she'd been dodging me because I'd been inviting her on my radio program in New York City. So that was fun. And I love to retell that story every year. It's kind of like a tradition on this program. So we're going to do that as well. And I want to remind you, always check out the late night show. It's live from 10 o'clock at night to 1 o'clock in the morning. It's old school talk radio. That means we're interviewing some of the best guests. We're getting your opinions because you get to call in as well. This is the Jim Bohannon show. It was the Larry King show. Uh, it's now America at Night with me, Rich Valdez, and I want you to tune in. I know that you guys are used to listening on demand on the podcast, but if you get a chance, stream the show from anywhere. Rich Valdez, America at Night. And just keep what you heard today close to heart from Yonmi Park. The, the story of what she went through to get to America how she faced wokeness in the classroom when she got to an American university, how she easily saw parallels between the crazy communists in North Korea and the crazy leftists, I should say crazy communists, in the classroom. There is a serious problem when someone that defected from North Korea sees similarities to communism in the American university system. So we're going to have a conversation about that on the next, uh, this is America as well. And again, I urge you to check in on the radio program. Remember the phone number for that. If you want to call anytime we're live at 10 o'clock at night to 1 AM in the morning, Eastern time, you can give us a call 833, the number four Valdez, 833, the number four and my last name, V A L D E S. Now, I also wanted to always, uh, I want to always leave you with my admonition. That is, that if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. So know your stuff and stand up for what you believe in because America needs you more now than she's ever needed you before. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good people like you to sit there and do nothing, right? That's a quote from Lord Acton. And Sir Edmund Burke and others have been attributed to that quote. But it's true nonetheless. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.